heart. We pray, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that any soul that is connected today, anyone that is hearing our voice, let them be blessed and be blessed beyond. Anyone that de de desire deliverance, we pray that let your word bring deliverance to their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we know that those who call upon you shall be saved according to your word. And therefore, let salvation come to us as we are seeking your face, as we are seeking your name, as we are calling upon your name. Save us from any situation that can make us become heavy in heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of repentance. We thank you for the gift of time. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of neighbors. We thank you for those who are around us. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our loved ones. We even thank you for those who hate us, who don't like us, and they are, uh, they, they are against us, and they are seeking to bring us down. We thank you for their life and for their effort, because it is their effort that gives us advantage to know that we are very important and even lavished by your love in our sight. And therefore, no matter what they do, we shall not hold it against them. We shall thank you for their lives. And we pray that open their heart to know the mysteries of your love so that they can also change to walk in your love also. We thank you. We honor you that your word today will bless our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Emmanuel Prayer Line, and this is our gathering today to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Today we want to deal with repentance chapter three, or repentance number three. That is the third discussions that we have dealt with, uh, we are dealing with on repentance. And I feel by the grace of God that these are the things that we need in this life. As sons and daughters of the king, we must walk in relations with the father every day. You don't want to walk far away from God. Amen. If you take a step and we walk in the footsteps of the Father, we will never make an error. We will never make an error. No matter what the enemy does, no matter what arrow he shoots at us, we will never make an error if we walk in the footsteps of the Father. Amen. And so today, I want you to make sure that let somebody be connected and be blessed also, no matter where they are. Send them the link invite them connect them through your media your media i used to have some sisters who used to come with us that they used to connect their mother to our channel through their system and one day prayer was going on not knowing that the mother had been attacked by food poisoning when she went to a funeral in ghana and whilst we we're praying prophetically the word came up and the, the deliverance of the lord through prayer the lord brought deliverance she vomited the stuff out well the sister couldn't come and um and um, confess or testify to this but they told me and the mother also told me so why don't you come and share with the family but they wouldn't amen i don't know why but hey i pray that if god does something like that for you you will not keep it to yourself but let the world know what Jesus is doing. Amen. For us, it keeps us happy to know that Jesus is still at work. Amen. No matter what and no matter where. Hallelujah. So please pick up your Bibles with you and let's go to the book of 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. We want to deal with the benefits of repentance. The benefits of repentance. That is our topic for the day. 1 John chapter 3. We want to start from verse 1. The scripture says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are we, the sons of God, and Oh, forgive me. Let me take it again. I jumped one, one, one line. So, beloved, now we are, and we, the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear that we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I will take it again. I will take it again. Behold, 
what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. And indeed we are. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as the father is pure. I use the other King James Version. Just as the father is pure. Just as he is pure. The apostle is trying to draw our attention to some very deep secrets about being uh, in alignment with the father. If you can keep the scripture on the screen. And he is saying to let us know the magnitude of the fatherhood to our, us as children of God. That the Lord has not called you as a servant. He does not call you as a slave. He does not call you as somebody who is an outcast, but rather a son. Hallelujah. He calls you as a son. He has positioned us on the same platform as Jesus Christ was. Hallelujah. When he was walking on earth here. Uh, and, and I want you to begin to look into yourself as somebody who stands on the same platform uh, with Jesus Christ, not because of your righteousness, not because of our purity, but because of the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ that he placed upon us by the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. And for that matter, everyone that is listening to me today, you are, you are very, very well positioned in terms of spirituality, in terms of walking with God, in terms of standing right in the sight of God. The Lord considers you as a very important child of his. He sees you as a son. And let me, let me say something here with regards to the word son. If the Bible is talking about sonship, he's not only neglecting the women uh, from the Bible or from the lineage of God's positioning, no. But rather, in terms of spirituality, nobody, there is no gender in terms of the spirit when it comes to spirituality. There is no gender. We don't see women. We don't see men. We are all spirits. We are all one. And the Lord considers us as all spirits of his. And he sees us as one. And for us, seeing us as one, he sees us as sons. Amen. So, so long as we are all like him. And the Bible said the world does not know us. The reason is this. Because they don't know God. The moment they know God, they can begin to know us or understand who we are in him. And if he is being able to be revealed, the scripture says that everyone that sees him can see us also in the light of the Father. So you listening to me today, as me standing on the same platform with you as a son of the king, we know for sure that you are an advantage to the kingdom and you are a blessing to the body of Christ. And I see you as a brother and you also see me as a brother. There is no deviation between me and you. We all stand on the same strength, on the same platform. But one thing that causes us to be able to move away from God where the things that we discussed last time, those five areas that we talked about, hallelujah, that is the things that actually draw us away from God, our inner desire for outward pleasure, uh, our association, uh, and, and the things that causes us to assimilate other people's behaviors and all bad attitude, the message that we hear, the false information that we hear, uh, our bloodline that connects us and also our environment. These things causes us to move away from the position as sons and daughters of the king. And therefore, what we need for sure is repentance. And I'm so grateful to God by his message that everyone, by the grace of God, that the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the Lord shall be saved which means that God does not allow anybody to move away, away from him. But if we choose to move away from him, he has still made an, a, a way of exit or a way of escape for us to be able to get back into the sheepfold. Hallelujah. A, a neighbor had a, a, a pet and, and, and they did a flap in the back door of the house 
of the entrance of the house, uh, the back door. And, and the flap allows the pet to go out and come in at will. So that even when the owner was not home and the pet wanted to go out to ease themselves or to walk about or to experience something else, uh, it was allowed to, to go out easily and come back in. I felt that it wasn't a safe thing. Listen, I felt that it wasn't a safe thing because strange pets could also walk in, but they have trained the cat in such a way that the, only the cat knows how to go in there because it has some other mechanisms that allows the cat to be able to come in. Hallelujah. And God, by his infinite wisdom, has created this ability for you and I that even though we may stray away or even though we may stand at a distance, one of the things that he has given to you and I is the ability to change our mind, to change our thinking, to change our attitude and walk back to him again. Hallelujah. Though we may have faltered one way or the other or done something against the precepts that he has set for us, he has still given you and I the advantage to come back on track so that his glory will begin to make manifest in us. So we have dealt with all those things. And today we want to deal with the, the benefits that comes with the saint or the child of God or the son of God if we, by the grace of God, accept the fact that where we stand may not be so close to the master enough. And for that matter, we want to get closer to him. Amen. And most of these points can be taken from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6. And after this uh, point that we do, we will practically, by the grace of God, take some strategic prayers just as we did last week. Uh, and then we stay on in prayer and pray through and let God connect us again to the sheepfold. I have observed also that anyone that can walk with power, anyone that can walk with strength, anyone that can stand in the name of the Lord to do exploits, you must be connected to the main vine. The Bible says that we are branches and therefore anyone who disconnect himself, you are only doomed to die. Hallelujah. But we refuse to be disconnected. Amen. And I pray that may you also never be disconnected from the vine that the Lord has given to us. We will continue to hook in. So point number one. There are 20 of them. So please, if you want to write, it will be grateful. Uh, it will be good for you. Point number one. For us to reconnect to God in place of repentance, one of the benefits is that our relationship with the Father is restored. Our relationship with the Father is restored. The first thing that we can realize is that the Bible says that this prodigal son, when she, he went out, took out whatever resources that he could get from the Father, he thought that he was all right. After he disconnected himself from the Father, after a while, he found out that he was drying out. And just as I said earlier on, that we must always be grafted or be connected to the source, which is our Father. If we are continually connected to Father, the Father, we will never run dry on any substance that can help us to grow or advance in Him. And the Bible says that our relationship is restored. When the woman, when the young man observed that he is needed in his father's house and he began to change his mindset, he repented. The Bible says that he repented and asked himself, how many high servants that my father do have that they even get themselves the best of the table of my dad and therefore I must make amends and go back to my father. The Bible says that the father embraced him. There was that flap that I gave analogy about the flap was there. The flap of acceptance was there for the brother to come back into the house and for the father to embrace him. So the relationship factor, which is very, very vital to every um, um, connection with the father, must be always built back again. Hallelujah. So when we repent and get back to God, one of the things that the Lord restores is relationship. Number two, recognition. Recognition. We are recognized in the presence of the Lord. Now, the presence that we used to walk in and the grace for us to experience the power of the Father in his presence is now reactivated. And for that matter, when you come to the place of repentance, your recognition in the presence of the Father 
is reactivated. So your voice is heard again. Your prayers are heard again. Your decrees are heard again. Your works are also upheld again. And your desires are also fulfilled. Hallelujah. Number three, adoration to his name is also invigorated. Nobody can adore the Father from a distance and it will be accepted. Hallelujah. You cannot walk away from the presence of the Lord and try to worship him and he will accept your, your worship or your praise. Amen. Sinful voices does not come to that place to give him praise. It won't be accepted in his sight. Hallelujah. But those who are connected to him, those who have come by way of repentance, the Bible says that that place where you are connected, your ability to speak out of your heart and say, Abba, Father, it begins to be reestablished in you and you can gain again your platform of adoration in the presence of the Father. Point number four, our consecration is established. Our consecration is established. It is a proof that, yes, we are set apart for the glory of the Father. Your consecration, you are being consecrated that you are a carrier of the glory of the Father. And the Father does not release his glory on filthy stuff, on things that does not glorify him, on people who does not carry his image, on men who does not respect the grace and the anointing of, of the Father. And so if you are far away, he will not give you that or he will not allow his presence to be with you. But the moment you reconnect to the Father, your consecration is reestablished and therefore you can carry the glory again. Hallelujah. Our universal position is also regained. This is very important. Our universal position, point number six, our universal position is regained. And this is very, point number five, right? Our universal position is regained. It is very, very important that in, the, in this world here, everyone listening to me, there is a position position that you have or you possess or you occupied in, you can occupy in this world everywhere you are as a child of god he has given you some sphere of influence that he has uh, allowed you to command over and every child of god possesses this grace but the moment you walk away from that that grace is taken away it's a strategic thing it's a mystery to the godliness that we possess. And this thing is very, very vital. Every child of God must realize that your universal position is always threatened if you walk away from God. If you do the things that the Lord does not want you to do, if you seek for the things that will not give pleasure to the Most High God, your universal position is compromised. But the moment, the moment you begin to realign yourself with God by way of repentance, the scripture says that your universal position is regained. Hallelujah. God gives you that ability to have command over areas, to have command over territories, to have command in, in grounds. Hallelujah. So it is very vital that every child of God must begin to see themselves so necessary to connect to the Father. Amen. If you do this, it helps you to be able to stand strong. If you do this, you'll be able to see yourself doing the will of the Father, even when men do not know what is going on in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Number six, we become confirmed to the or conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. We become conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. If you are connected to Jesus, if you are connected to the Father, he rubs on you his image. Hallelujah. And it's very vital. I'll give you a, I'll give you a typical example. When, when Moses stood on the mountains of Sinai and with God and began to wait on the Lord for a couple of days, 40 days and 40 nights, and waiting for the instructions that the Lord wanted them to have as a guide to the people of Israel, to the promised land, the Bible said that when he returned, his face was shining, but he never knew. That was that, that's one of the most interesting facts of, of waiting or spending time in the presence of God. He, he rubs on you. The glory of the Father rubs on you. And therefore, your face or your countenance begins to shine. And so when we reconnect to the Lord, we become conformed to the image of the Son. 
Hallelujah. And the image of the Son is the image of the Father. Therefore, it is important that when we walk away, we begin to walk astray and we be like an, an ordinary man. We become like mere men. Amen. But those who are for the Father, those who are reconnected to the Father, those who seek allegiance with the Father, all those who desire to go back to the Father, they are the ones that the Father's image rubs on them. They become like the Father. They become like the Son. They become like one of the people of all those who are called of him. Hallelujah. So you don't want to miss the opportunity to create a strong relationship that is lasting in the sight of the Lord. Amen. Number seven, point number seven. Supplication, supplication. Our channel of supplication for daily sustenance is reopened. Our channel of supplication for daily sustenance is reopened. And that is very, very vital, sons and daughters of the king. Listen to me carefully. If God can provide for you, he will only provide for you when you are in that position of relationship with him. Hallelujah. Though the scripture says that he falls, he reigns upon the unrighteous and the righteous. But there is an avenue and there is a blessing that belongs to the sons and the daughters of the king. The Bible says that he does not give his bread to swine. He does not give what is good for the children to animals. He won't do that. There are some places that in the things of the spirit that you can access that an ordinary person cannot access. Hallelujah. A sinful nature, a sinful person, a sinful personality will not be able to access the supplications or his supplication will not get to the place of God's provision. So we need to always open this channel of repentance so that our channel of supplication does not get closed. Hallelujah. It is important, people of God, the church, the church, the body of Christ, I posted something a few hours ago, and I think uh, yesterday or two days ago, I don't know what day was it, but it was some of the things that has been encouraging me for some time, and somebody said to me, that Father, keep me burning. Keep me on fire for you. Let your fire ablaze in my life. Keep my heart on fire for you. Keep my mind on fire for you. Keep my tongue on fire for you. Let me burn in your presence. Why? Because it is your presence will all, when I'm in fire for you, that is when I can make proper impact in life. That is when I can infuse whatever is coming out of me to be a blessing to the body of Christ. If the fire of God is not burning in me, then everything that I give to you can be only just a book long information, but there is no spiritual backing to it. But when the fire is burning inside of me, then I can be of a blessing. And I pray that the hand of God will rest upon us, that the church will reignite the fire of the Lord again in our lives, in the mighty name of Jesus. The church is running cold. We are using gimmicks and we are using all kinds of strategies and everything that is flesh to be able to uh, do the work of the spirit. But it will never be successful. You cannot use a wood to mend with the... A metal. You can't make the two together. It does not marry. Hallelujah. You can't use clay to connect with, with, with wood. You cannot do that. You cannot use a stone to connect with a metal. Hallelujah. We need to be able to connect the right source and the right thing. And that is when we can get our position right. And so our channel of supplication is always open when we are able to connect to God in repentance. Number eight. Definiteness, uh, definiteness. I will say it again, my tongue, forgive me. My English teachers are, are on holidays, so you people will have to forgive me. Definiteness, definiteness. The promise of God becomes sure on you. Being definite, that is the, the meaning. My tongue is not so ripe enough to pronounce the word clearly. But listen to me, please. Regardless of that, just tune into the spirit. That's where we want to get into. Amen. Because God does not compute our ability of vocabularies, but rather considers the fire that's burning on your heart for him. And that is where his glory rests most. Hallelujah. But those who reconnect to the father, there is the promise assurance unto the Lord 
from the Lord to you that when you reconnect to the Lord, the promise of God becomes sure to you. So the promise of salvation, the promise of deliverance, the promise of provision, the promise of health, the promise of peace, every promise, all the 7,000 plus promises in the word of God becomes sure. It becomes definite article in your life that you can access them without fail. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Number nine, number nine. Necessities, our every important needs are met regardless. I will say it again. Our necessities, the things that we need most, the things that are very, very important or pertinent to our heart, it is always and always regarded as important in the sight of the Lord and it shall be met, hallelujah. Amen. And I pray tonight, uh, well, this morning, and those of you who are still listening to me, that you feel that it is a night season, wherever you are listening to me from, I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ, that as you are coming back into the sheepfold and reconnecting with God, that you are designed that the fire of God to burn in you. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that every necessity of your heart, every need that is in your heart that you are believing him for, may he provide for you without fail. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I declare over your life that may the hand of the God, of the Lord God Almighty, restore you with every necessity that can bless your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Penitence, amen. number 10, penitence. We obtain mercy to be forgiven. We obtain mercy to be forgiven. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it is always important the Lord, we get closer to the Lord, but those who are far from him does not obtain mercy. If we can obtain mercy, the Bible says that we should draw near to God into the throne room of grace where we may obtain mercy to find grace in times of need. When we get closer to God in place of repentance, that is when mercy, the penitence of God is reactivated and we can obtain mercy in the sight of God. If you need some mercy, say, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. I need some mercies from the Lord. And I pray that may he have mercy on you in every area of your life as you have reconnected unto the Lord. Amen. Number 11, obligations, obligations. Our debts, our debts now becomes his responsibility. Anyone that you owe, anywhere that you owe, whatever you owe in this life becomes the responsibility. Our personal obligations become God's responsibility. His bona fide, he takes that upon himself. It is a delight of the Lord. The Bible says that it is the delight of the Lord to see that these little children, their needs are met. So our needs becomes his obligation so that whatever we need in our life, the Lord is obligated to provide or to make it good for us. Hallelujah. So that is point number 11. Number 12, forgiveness. Our heart of love and mercy is enlarged to forgive others who also comes into our life with all kinds of errors and mistakes. For example, a brother offends you because you have tasted of mercy from the Lord and the Lord has forgiven you of your sins and your errors. The moment you come to that place of maturity, you begin to also express the same thing to those who offend you and those who do you harm. And so one of the advantages of coming to the place of repentance is that our heart of mercy is enlarged. Our heart of forgiveness is enlarged to embrace others in their weakness, embrace others in their folly, and give room for others to correct their own mistakes, give room to also forgive others when they offend us. But when we are far away from God, we become vindictive. Oh, I do you, you do me, I do you kind of behavior. Whatever you hit me, I hit you back. Amen. But God is the only one who can bend, avenge on our behalf. So please, with all due respect, make sure that you allow God to be close to you. Walk closer to God. You will see your heart of forgiveness enlarged to be able to embrace others in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Number 14, guidance, guidance. We are now led by the Holy Spirit in our daily activities. Hallelujah. The Bible says that those who are sons of God, they are led by the Spirit of God. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that leads the children of God. If you are not close to God, he cannot lead you. He can only prompt you, but not lead you. But we are led by the Spirit of God. And every child of God can only be led if you are close to him. But if you are far away from him, he will prompt you to go back to your father. But to be led of the Spirit of God, you will not get that advantage. By every child of God listening to me today, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that may you find it necessary to go back to your father so that his spirit will continue to lead you in the path of righteousness in your daily activity. Hallelujah. Number 15, protection. Protection. And that one, I don't have to stress much upon it, for we are sure of God's protection from the wicked elements of the devil. No matter what the devil does, you know for sure that you are protected. Hallelujah. Because we are under the canopy of God. We are under the wings of God. We are under the shelter of God. The Bible says that those who dwell under the shadow of your mighty shall abide. I shall abide. If we are in the place of repentance, we are able to dwell and abide under the shadow, under the wings of the almighty God. So all the elements of the enemy, the darts of the enemy, the arrows of the wicked one, the weapons of the enemy does not find us easily. When they release those weapons, the hand of God is even there to help us. And that leads us to point number 16. Point number 16, salvation. Salvation. Should there be a need for salvation to save you from trouble or to save you from the hands of the enemy or maybe a trap is set ahead of you, the hand of God is able to save you and cause you to walk in a place where there are all kinds of booby traps set up by the enemy and yet you are not trapped by them. Hallelujah. You overcome them. Hallelujah. Every time the enemy sees you, he sees you on the other side and yet you walk through all the paths where there were traps set for your feet. But God, because of his light being a lamp to your feet and his light being a light to your path, he has managed to cause you to escape all the traps because of his salvation. So if you are in a place of repentance, the advantage you will possess is that you also possess this grace to be saved from every trap if there is a need for it. Hallelujah. God will not allow you to face stray bullets. Oh, the enemy may be shooting at somebody, but you walking past can also be a victim of it. But a child of God, his angels, the Bible says that he will send his, he will send his angels to give charge of us so that we does not dash our feet against a stone. Every time we move in any area, the hand of God is guiding us, protecting us, and shielding us. And some places, if we must needs go through those areas, what he does is that he holds us on the hands of the eagle so that we don't fall victim of the traps of the wicked one. So there is salvation for those who have got a repentant heart. Amen. Number 17, righteousness. Your path of righteous living is reopened. Your path of righteous living is reopened. Hallelujah. And every step of yours from that moment on is a stop to please God, to do what is right in the sight of God. You don't want to stray again because you know how it feels that you don't want to become like a vagabond and walking on the streets who became an element or open element to everything, all arrows coming at you, whatever it is, just like the prodigal son that I spoke of, uh, of earlier on. Uh, it is very important. If you are not walking under the canopy of God, you are only open to distraction. The enemy can hit you at any time. He can run over you quickly. When his traps are coming, it does not discriminate. It will face you and hit you down because you are far away from your father who is supposed to shield you. Amen. I was walking with my son yesterday in the market square. I took them to London to the, just to, for them to see how London is. And this two boys, these two little guys, one of them saw a bus and he, they want to walk, go into this bus. I mean, everything he wants to do to enter the bus so that he has ridden the bus, he wants to do it. And I was trying to prevent him because I had a lot of things doing and I was working with them too. And it was a market square. So it is very busy environment, though there are bus routes in the market square. And he wants to do it. And because I said, I take your time, 
And I was planning to do, do it in, at the right time for him so that we can all walk into the bus, just go one end and then come back again and pick up our car and go. And then he was upset. So he strayed away from me. The next thing I turned around was a car coming towards him. And I ran, the other one was on my chest. I ran and grabbed his hand and pulled him away from the front of the car. He would have run over. And that is how dangerous it is to walk away from the presence of God. That's how dangerous it is. It is easy. You become easy target for the enemy at any time. Any time. Any time. Stray bullet, uh, even alone, can just hit you. Let alone a targeted one. Amen. So the righteous path is reopened. So our path becomes right in the sight of God. Point number 18. Point number 18. Faith. Faith for the kingdom is rebuilt. Hallelujah. Our faith for the kingdom is rebuilt. So the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. But if you are not just and you're walking in all kinds of iniquities, your, your faith-built strength is weakened and therefore you cannot grow again. And therefore, the ability to stand strong and to be able to do the exploits of the king and to walk with confidence of who he has called you, you will be able to need this faith being built in you. And number 19, humility. Humility, humility. The cord of humility is strengthened in our attitudes. The cord of humility is strengthened in our attitude. Everyone who was close to God, pride does not work in you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble. He opens doors. He opens channels of opportunity for you to come in. But if you are walking with pride, there is no room for you in the presence of God. And therefore, humility is the cord of humility is strengthened in our attitude towards him, in our attitude towards our brother, our attitude towards the activities of the kingdom. We respect, we calm down. We don't puff ourselves above things. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. Therefore, from today, I want you to begin to see it necessary. If you are far from God, begin to work your way towards him and the Lord will restore you by his grace. He will restore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Timelessness timelessness and this is very vital and this is number 20 the last one that the lord would give me and after this we want to take up some prayers some seven prayer points and we're going to take in it in jesus name timelessness eternity is set in our destiny to meet our maker in his presence one day all of a sudden the moment you realign with god that grace of waiting to meet the father face to face in person, begin to reestablish itself in you. You begin to walk with that mindset of eternity in my mind. That I want to wait on the Lord. I'm, I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait. As I sit here talking to you today, I can't wait one day to meet the father, my maker, the one who gave birth to me, the one who established me on earth here to share his love for the world. I can't wait to, make, to meet him in person. Hallelujah. People, some of the people are scared to die. But listen, that, that's one of the ways to meet the father face to face. If he chooses to come and meet you in this life, hey, we are grateful to have that. But if we have to check out of this life and meet him, oh, that place is more relevant and more pertinent and more real than we are here on earth here, which is all shadow. We are living in the shadow of things because I, I can't see you as we are on the platform. I can't see your face. You can see my face, but I cannot see your face. And I wish to see your face also. Hallelujah. But we are all living in a shadow. We are living in a bubble. But in the presence of the king, in the presence of the divine God, in the presence of the most high, there is no shadow in him. The Bible says in the book of James, there is no shadow in him. There's no place where we can say that we cannot see this. We cannot understand it. The Bible says that we can be made plain before him. There is nothing that can be hidden in his sight. Therefore, it is important to reconnect with God. Wherever you are, please come in that place of alignment. Do not walk far away from him. He is actually in need of you. He is desiring you. The Lord is missing you more than you have missed him. I'm telling you, it is just like the prodigal father, the prodigal son with the father. The Bible said the father had missed him more than the son himself. And he was eating food that was served to pigs. 
He, the brother was in a pig's pen, in the mud, sticking his foot in the mud, when his father was a rich man, with all kinds of riches, with all kinds of servants, and people are benefiting from what the father was producing, and the prodigal son was eating pig's meal, until he got himself and came back. And when he got back, by the grace of God, the father embraced him. And today, by the grace of God, the father is calling you to that place where he can embrace you again, where he can embrace us, where he can keep our feet back on track, where he can help us to be able to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom, where our voices can be approved again, where our position universally can be guaranteed again, where our grounds of repentance and our love for God can be enlarged again, where we can be able to walk with a sense of understanding, knowing what God is requiring of us so that we can no, be, no longer be strangers in the sight of our Father. Everyone listening to me today, the Lord wants to make a good relationship with you. He wants to walk closer to you. He wants to make a, a very deep love with you. So please, don't walk far away from him. Find it necessary to come back again. And the Lord himself will surely build you up in him, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There is always advantage to come back to the Father. There is always room for you to be able to be established again. There is always an advantage for you to see the manifestation of his glory. There is something important in your heart that God can place in there as fire that he can burn his presence in you again if you get close to God. Forget about the ethics of men. Forget about what people may say. Forget about your environment and your surroundings. Forget about everything. All that you're seeking is that, Father, I want to come back again. I want to come back again. Lord, I want to come back again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We want to go into prayer this morning, wherever you are listening to me from. I want you to pray with me with sincerity of heart. These prayer points and ask him that, Lord, I need you back in my life. I'm coming back to you wherever I've strayed away from. Today is our opportunity for me to take the responsibility coming to you. So help me, God. Hallelujah. Amen. So our first prayer point is this. Father, bend every strand of ungodliness and compel me to come to the altar of salvation. Every strand of ungodliness in me, let it burn. Anything that does not allow the righteousness of God to be found in me, let it burn. Anything. So long as the Spirit of God, let it catch fire. Lift up your voice with me and let's pray together in the name of Jesus Christ, wherever you are. Let's pray together in the mighty name of Jesus. It is important. Let's pray, people of God, and ask him that, Father, I want you to burn in me. In the name of Jesus Christ, your fire of repentance in me. I need every ungodliness that is found in my heart. Let it be removed in Jesus' mighty name. And compel me to come to the altar of salvation. Let's pray together in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We declare, oh God, that you are the only wise who can help us and air all our infirmities. And therefore, we pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that help us, oh God, help us, help us, oh God. Every strand of ungodliness, us, let it burn, let it catch fire. Any strand of ungodliness. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, I put myself on the altar of salvation, on the altar of forgiveness, on the altar of burning. We declare, oh God, with my brothers and sisters, my nephews, niece and nephews, and everyone that is across the universe, wherever anybody has seen it from. Lord, anything that is ungodly, that is in our hearts, that is in our lives, that is hindering your grace to find expression in us. Today we declare that let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let them burn in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them all burn in us, oh God, and burn out. Let them burn out forever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare over lives. I declare over souls. I declare over individuals. 
anyone that is praying with us at any point in any area in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive this grace of fire into your soul, into your spirit. Let every ungodliness be burned in the mighty name of Jesus. May you be free from every ungodly eye. May you be free from every ungodly thought. May you be free from every ungodly perception. May you be free from every ungodly behavior. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord bring you to the altar of salvation. May he bring you burning in him in the name of Jesus. May the hand of God restore you by the grace of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hey! In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray. Another prayer. The Lord build in me the edge of repentance. Build in me the edge of repentance. Because there are some places we can get to. There are some actions that we can do by, by mistake. By the time you realize you've done something. But we need this edge of repentance in us. That there will be a promptings of the spirit that leaves. Come on, come on, wake up, wake up. Wherever you are going, it's going to be good clouds. Come on, get out of that place. And that place, in moment, in, in, immediately we can begin to work in ourselves. Lord, forgive me, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm coming out. I'm coming out right now. I'm not standing there. I'm not excusing. I'm not giving any excuse. We need that edge in us. Lift up your voice. The church has lost that edge. Most including pastors, men of God, the edge of repentance is no longer heard or seen in us. And we keep on doing all kinds of mess that is affecting us from growing. Tonight, tonight, today, in this meeting, in this moment, we are believing in the Lord building me the edge. Lift up your voice and let's pray together in Jesus' name. Father, we call for this edge of repentance to be rebuilt and re-established in our hearts, O oh God. I pray as a lead, O oh God, by your grace that I need this more than anyone else. And I pray the same for every brother, every sister, every mother, every niece, and every nephew that is connected, everyone that is connected, anyone that associated with us. We pray for the edge of repentance. The Lord we will not allow issues to go through down our on our lives, and we will not come to that place of repenting or changing our ways to the pleasing of your name. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that building us the edge of repentance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Arabo Kamasida lo Shezaya Indra Kamara Bikra Josibiabo Manda Itakasimakola Dia. Hey, help us, O God, building us the edge of repentance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God. We thank you. We're coming back again. We're coming back again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer. Amen. The Father influenced my disposition and decisions to better my life. Let the Spirit of God influence our disposition and our decision that will better our lives. That is our next prayer point. Lift up your voice and let's pray that the Lord Himself will influence your dispositions and every decision that will better your life. The Spirit of God will influence that. Let's pray together in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as a family, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord, in the name of the Lord, we ask the Lord influence our position in you, influence our position in you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Influence our position, our decision, and anything that will help us to be able to walk right in your sight, that will help us to be able to stand right in your sight, that will help us to be able to do right in your sight. That disposition, so God and our decision, influence them, oh God, to better our lives. We thank you, we honor you, and we bless you. We give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. Ah, our next prayer point is that Father set my heart on fire for you. That is the next thing that we are saying. Father set my heart on fire for you. Let's pray together in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that set our hearts on fire wherever we are and whatever we are doing. We declare in the name of Jesus Christ that set our hearts on fire for you. 
set our hearts on fire. Set our hearts on fire. Set our meetings on fire. Set our gatherings on fire. Set our meetings on fire. Set our lives on fire. Set our families on fire. In the name of Jesus, keep us burning for you. Keep us burning for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, keep us burning for you, O God. We bless you. We honor you. We celebrate your love and your goodness. For you are our King and our Maker. Lord, let it please you to set us burning for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, be glorified, be exalted, be magnified for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you would do in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There are Amen. some routines in our life that can lead to ungodliness. Sometimes, sometimes in your moment of going to work, the moment you get to work, your lifestyle changes. Sometimes you get to the, uh, in the assembly of some friends, your lifestyle changes. Sometimes you get to environment and situation changes. There are some routines in our lives we want to pray that father alter my routine to come to connect to your love and to your way alter my routine may the lord change our routine that will connect to the work and the purposes of his kingdom anything that will stray us away may it be affected by the hand of god in the name of jesus so that we don't walk away but rather walk with, with god walk closer to him in the mighty name of jesus christ let's pray our routines that is where we desire that the spirit of god will work on it for us in jesus mighty name father our routines of life those who will be going to work and they have some issues at work routine at home that will make them make an error routines with friends and acquaintances that will make an error we pray the lord alter them and influence them in the mighty name of jesus christ so that from today we will walk right from today we'll do right from today we'll do that we'll be pleasing to your name we thank you we honor you we salute you we celebrate your goodness even in the land of the living we honor you O god for all that you are doing in this life thank you O god for this opportunity that we can come back to you and you will embrace us be blessed be magnified and be glorified through our lord jesus christ we pray we amen and amen hallelujah amen amen, amen. I want to say this special thing to you. If you are today coming back to God to create a new relationship with him, you're welcome. You're welcome. And that is where the scripture Amen. that we read in 1 John chapter, chapter, chapter 3, verse 1, that says, Beloved, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. And indeed we are. Therefore, the world does not know us because they don't know God. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But when we see him, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. So from tonight Amen. and from today, from this moment, wherever your heart is, which is closer to God, remember that the Lord has re-established you and all the advantages are open unto you for you to walk in that grace, to walk in that power, to walk in that capacity. Mm -hmm. So welcome to the sheepfold. Yeah. You are now the son of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.